following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk But No Politics Okay. I am your host, Andrew Lent. And before we get into today's show... Let's hear a message from our sponsor. Now it's time, it's Father's Day. Instead of shirts and ties, Daddy, I'm giving you this Carvel cake because you're my favorite guy. Fudgy the whale for Father's Day. Yeah, that's a great gift. To send a Carvel cake, call 1-800-327-GIFT. And don't forget to pick up this coupon flyer at your local Carvel dealer for savings on Fudgy the Whale and much more. Mmm, nice Carvel ice cream cake. And uh, today I have Mr. Gary Threat from Husky Heroes on the show once again. We have such a great time. So I had to ask him, you know, give him my June network topics and see which one he wanted on because this guy was like a stepbrother moment the first time i talked to him like did we just become best friends yeah i I agree i tell my wife all the time i can't be late for andrew's show damn it (laughs) i'm not bathing the kids i'm not feeding them i have to go to my buddy's show (laughs) but hey everybody it feels good to be back again you know yes and today because uh well not on this day that we're recording but the day this episode is coming out it is Father's Day. I'm a father. Gary's a father. And we're both pop culture nuts. So I figured it would be great to talk about TV dads and some of our favorites. Some of our probably, I guess we could might get time to get into who's some of our least favorite. And then what TV dads, maybe our kids, or do we feel we best represent our, in ourselves? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. My kids got some some bad ones for me. I wouldn't say bad ones, but some interesting ones for me. <laughs> you know, if I were to ask my children, they, they they couldn't think of anybody. I'm sure they'd probably say somebody like um some I'm sure something from a show that, you know, uh that I don't watch or that they watch, you know, I'm sure uh-huh. something like that. <laughs> Uh, but who are some of your favorite TV dads? The one that pops into my head the most is um, Al Bundy, because uh, you know, for married with children, because as somebody who who sold women's shoes, you know, at Macy's, you know, no no digs at Macy's, but somebody who sold women's shoes, who's in a marriage at times, could be up and down, and just like, you know, don't get paid what I'm worth, <laughs> you know, you know, reliving, you know. At times, I wasn't a star athlete in high school, but reliving the good old days in high school, you know, reliving those good old days, you know, Al Bundy for me, as I get older, I kind of relate to him. And, you know, it's just somebody who's just, he gets up, he does what he has to do. He's not happy about it a lot of times, you know, he's just living his life through others. And, you know, he's just, just the average American dad to me <laughs> when, I, when I think about dads, you know, definitely Al Bundy's up there. Who were who were some of your, like your favorite ones growing up? 
like come to mind like one of my favorites even though the actor that plays him is not uh you know gets made fun of now but mr heathcliff huxtable was like Mm. my my guy like he was he was i just felt like he was an awesome dad letting his kids know it you know just down to what reality was i still remember the episode when vanessa's like this girl at school says that we're that we're rich and she doesn't like us and he was like oh no 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 she's got it wrong he's like me and your mother are rich you guys are broke (laughs) and i always thought that was and as a kid i was like oh nothing too big and then all of a sudden as i get to an adult i'm like yeah okay let's (laughs) that that makes total sense my all-time favorite would have to be, um, you know, Philip Banks, you know, James Avery, rest in peace to James Avery, uh, Fresh Prince. Um, to me, he's timeless. You know, yeah. Fresh yeah. Prince still holds up today, and the wisdom he gives to Will and stuff he does, it's, you know, it's, um, it, it still holds up. You know, everything that he's talked about on the show in terms of, uh, you know, like you said, instilling those values in the children and how he brought up Will. And there was a point in time where I had um, one of my nephews living with me for about almost a year or so. Just trying to, you know, give that wisdom and the episode that I still cry to at this day is when um Will's father came, you know, Ben Vereen came and he was the trucker. And he how can you know how come he don't want me, man? You know, that that meme yeah. that's always floating around, but I still boo cry at that episode. This that emotion that Uncle Phil had with Will, you know, he says, No, you are my son. I'm like, oh, I could probably cry about it right now, just thinking about it. But that yeah. that's my number one go to. That's your number one yeah. go to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, if we had a dad draft, I would, I would draft him. That, that'd be my number one pick overall. If we had a dad draft, <laughs> <laughs> sounds awesome. A dad draft. <laughs> I could see that because he's another one too. Where he had, I love it how they showed the roots on Fresh mm-hmm. Prince. Like he just yeah. wasn't this big time lawyer. He, he worked for it. And then, you know, his kids didn't live in the same childhood that he did, but he tried to remind them every single day right. of what things were and everything else. Because they had the, the racial profiling show yep. episode that stands out to me. That stood out to me because Carlton couldn't understand, but Will could. Right. And Carlton was like, oh, no, they're the cops. It's fine. And then Will was like, no, 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 no. Things are different right. in different yeah. in different in different neighborhoods. And it kind of brought that out. And Bill Banks, Uncle Phil there, you know, I remember him dressing down the cops and then mm-hmm. also, you know, explaining it that oh, yeah. things aren't always. And that's definitely some values that were definitely. I don't know. I felt were put into me that day as well as many other, uh, hopefully many other people as well. And, and on top of that, like, you know, somebody who's lost my father, I think he's been gone almost three years now. So a lot of the same stuff that my dad taught me in private, they will told them on the show. So to me, it was like further affirmation about pro, being profiled, um, mm-hmm. about, um, you know, working hard, you know, like you said, you know, he started off on a farm back in wherever he was, you know, North Carolina. And then his mom used to call him Zeke, <laughs> you know, he, almost like a pig farmer growing up to be a lawyer. Then later on in the season, he became a judge. So I like that they show that progression of how he didn't have to, he didn't get anything easy. He had to work for everything he got, you know, which, which was good. 
yeah, I, I definitely Fresh Prince of Bel Air was just an awesome show all the way around. <laughs> oh yeah, but I love seeing the progression and everything else. Uh, another one, uh, I can't go without mentioning the TGIF dads. We got Danny Tanner yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> Mr. Carl Winslow. Yeah. Uh, that Danny Tanner was definitely, definitely different. Definitely a clean freak. Oh yeah, I love that. But he was still kind of warm-hearted and everything as well. He was awesome, but I think Carl was a little bit better than Dan yeah. Tanner when it came to a dad. Carl was definitely different, a little bit more down to earth. I think he had more of an every man's job too. Yeah, Danny was like a news anchor. Not everybody's dad's a news anchor. And I mean, then, not everybody's dad's a cop, but that's more, I felt, a realistic job than what Danny had. I'm glad you brought that up because, like, often Danny Tanner gets overlooked because of the actor, because of Bob Saget. Everything's Bob Saget. It's kind of creepy or kind of weird. Mm-hmm. And on the, on the side, you know, there, there was this video I seen on YouTube how somebody edited, like, the openings, the ep- edited episodes of Full House, make him seem like he's some type of creep, <laughs> some type of really, really <laughs> like, disgusting figure. But, um, he was a single father, you know, which which is which you didn't see yeah. that on TV that much, which was crazy. Let alone to um, you know, three girls, you know, so which is different, and you know that was good. And he was like, uh, I watched Full House because you know, like I said, I never saw that before. Like you know, what guy has three daughters by himself, you know? Yeah. And he dated off and on in the show, but it, it just these, you know, it, it, it was weird to see. Carl, Carl was, Carl's probably, he's probably in my top five of, of dads, you know, um, you know, same thing, you know, working with, um, the racial undertones, I like the episode where, uh, yeah. you know, Eddie got profiled and, you know, and different aspect of a caveat of it, because he's on the force and he actually yeah. had to approach his coworker and like say, Hey, this isn't cool. And which is, which was taboo at the time. And it's still taboo to this day. You know, which which is crazy as you think about it, but um, you know, Carl was one of those guys where he looked he could be one of my uncles. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I came from a heavy family. You know, round heavy guy. My dad worked security for thirty three, thirty four years. You know, so you know, my dad was probably like the real life Carl Winslow. <laughs> you know, working at ECMC doing security forever. So you know. As much as I like family matters, sometimes with Carl, it's like, okay, I got to turn it because that's my dad talking to me all over again <laughs> with a badge on. <laughs> I, I could understand that. I could definitely understand mm-hmm. that. I just had one in my head too. And I was like, oh man, I got to mention this guy. He was now I think, well, if he's so great, then why didn't you mention him? Uh, trying to think so, of some of my other favorite, like just ones that stand out where I was like, oh, uh, oh, that's it. The Wonder Years. Here's a dad. Mm. Jack Arnold. When I was a kid, I was like, this guy, uh, I'm, I'm not going to like swear, swear, but it, part of my language, if there's kids around, I'm like, this guy is a total dick. Mm. Okay. And then there's a couple of episodes where he gets into you know he shares moments with like kevin and stuff like that and i'm like this guy is just miserable all the time and everything else and then i became a dad and i watched it and it's 
and it, and you can understand why the way that he was. There was one episode where, like most kids do, since the beginning of time, you know, this is where my dad does, my dad's better than your dad, all that stuff. And yeah. they're talking about what is what their dad did, uh, uh, Kevin was to his friends, and that they didn't know where he worked. So he took Kevin to work, and mm. Kevin watched him get, like, yelled at by his boss. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was it was an oddly powerful episode. Like Kevin watched him just get chewed out by his boss. And then Kevin kind of got to understand why his dad comes home and he's kind of miserable. And, you know, is he really doing what he wants to do or is he just doing this job because he's just trying to provide for his family? And it seems more or less that he's just trying to provide for his family while he's sitting there getting chewed out every single day by his boss and then he's got to come home and deal with Kevin and Wayne and uh, the daughter, you know, going through that hippie movement. And here he is a Korean war veteran. So, I mean, that doesn't really mix too well. And it got me like a really good understanding because I worked a crappy dead end job for geez, 11 years. And a lot of people always ask me, why don't you quit? Why don't you quit? Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? Or why don't you go work at this place? And I could have probably got into other places and got better pay. But the thing was, is the hours and can you, can you still provide for your family, but also still kind of be there for the hours? The hours were crazy or they were swing shifts and I just couldn't do it. And this job was a little bit more stable hourly wasn't the greatest pay or anything like that got treated like crap most of the time but i oh, stayed yeah, i've been there and and i can and i can oh, totally yeah. understand why you know a guy like you said al bundy even though it doesn't mm. seem like he cares about his family or a guy <laughs> like jack arnold that just stays in these jobs gets chewed out for different things and then you get you get upset but i can understand and it's just one of those things about being a dad is you you can't always do what you want to do because you got to worry about other individuals. I have three kids and a wife, so I got to, I had to worry about those three kids. If I walked out on that job, what does it mean for them? So that was like one of the big things that I took away from that wonder years episode is like validation of why I keep on doing what I do. And other, you know, other than having to support my family. I need to go back and revisit the one years. Now that I'm older, I could probably appreciate it more now. You know, going back to watch that. You know, honestly, I think Jack Arnold is one of those dads where he's he's underrated. Like he goes under a lot of people's radar. But you know, you telling me about the episode makes me want to go back and, and watch it to see, like, you know, especially like you know, um, to most children, their dads are their first superheroes. So if you, I can imagine you going to work and hear my dad get you out like that. It's like, whoa, wait a minute. You know, it's, that's crazy. Yeah. See, and, I, uh, I personally, I was raised by my mom most of the time. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have like a really great relationship with my dad. My dad was more like a weekend dad. Oh yeah. Pick you up Friday, Saturday, you're out of the house by Sunday. And then that, that, I didn't really talk to him during the week. Okay. He, I'll, I'll give him credit. He was a much better grandparent than he was parent, like a father. Yeah. But that's that's one of the that's one of the things. 
I had a stepdad though. Um, he had some demons, but when he was an alcoholic, but when he wasn't drinking or anything like that, he, he definitely, he, he taught me a lot. And then okay. he reminded me of, uh, Hale from Malcolm in the middle. I always, yeah, say, okay. I always say that's my life right there. If anybody yeah. doesn't know what my childhood was like, that was my life. Uh, me and my brother would normally get into something that we weren't supposed to do. We call it my older stepbrother. <laughs> we try to figure out how to get out of it. And my mom, we just drove her nuts. And then my stepdad would just sit there in his chair and be like, oh, come on, you got to listen to your mother. And that's how right. I that's how I remember that. So if I had to pick somebody for my, my stepdad, it, it would definitely be it would definitely be Hale because that's how I remember him just sitting there, you know, watching TV, going, "Gotta listen to your mother." Come on, guys! And my mom's like losing her mind in the corner because we just did something stupid. Um, like if if we were doing a dad draft, you know, Uncle Phil would be my number one, but Dan from uh, Roseanne, you know, John Goodman, he would be my, my number two. Like as I watch Roseanne now, that was a real show, especially the struggles they had. You know, yeah. If it wasn't money, their health. Um, yeah. you know, to me, you know, that it kind of burst my bubble to a point that uh, you know, that now all white people have money. <laughs> you know, <laughs> looking at Roseanne and you know, watching that show, I'm like, yo, they is really broke. <laughs> like, wait a minute, like to me, it just, I couldn't wrap my mind around it because, um, you know, when my mom and dad divorced, you know, mm-hmm. my dad married my stepmom, who's white, and, and I love her to death. So she had us watch it, that and Wonder Years. But Wonder Years, you know, I couldn't relate to Kevin that much, you know, being young. But as far as Roseanne, I was glued to Roseanne, and I'm looking at the show, like, these people are broke. What's yeah. a mincemeat sandwich? What's this? What's that? You know? And as I get older and I watch it now, you know, Dan, I think Dan had a heart attack one time, and, you know, or he got fired from his job. He tried for how they gonna pay the bills and a lot of arguments about money. Some of those same arguments my wife and I had early in our marriage. You know, when we had children and I got kids, it's like I tell my wife, "Listen, you spending too much money to what I'm bringing in, or you know, you need to go to work or something." That's a real dad, you know. He's yeah. working in a bike. He's working in the garage on on a bike just as an escape, you know, just mm-hmm. for him to to be successful at something, getting his bike and you know. um, dealing with Darlene and, you know, and David and, you know, the boyfriends and deal with the girl stuff and trying to raise, you know, CJ, right? And wow, you know, he he was up there then. I haven't watched the Connors too much, but um, just, just watching Roseanne now and looking at Dan, you know, it's, you know, Chicago, with the Berber Chicago, wherever he was, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's unreal. That, 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 he, 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 he was the dad who did the best he could. And at times he felt like his, his, he wasn't good enough, but anything he could do was just be there for his family in some way or another, you know, and just try to hold it down, you know, and they had a lot of uncomfortable conversations. And on a side note, some of my best live action, you know, Halloween episodes was Roseanne episodes. They had oh, some yeah, awesome Halloween good. episodes. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Dan yeah, Connor was great. And I love that you mm-hmm. brought up Roseanne because I watched a lot of that because the, oh, yeah. With the single mother, I, I didn't grow. <laughs> I didn't grow with very much money, so I could relate to Roseanne and everything else. And Dan Connor was—he was an awesome dad. You know, he didn't. Mm-hmm. He was a—he was another high school athlete, but he never like pushed yeah. his son towards you know playing, playing sports or 
and he just dealt with what he had to do. I remember the bike right. shop. They opened up that micro motorcycle shop. The guy left them and he was like, dude, we got nothing going on here. And the motor, the motorcycle shop was not making any money. And I haven't watched the Connors either. Yeah. I think it's a little off if you don't have like the whole cast. Right. In my, in my mind, it's kind of a messed up show. You, you yeah. need everybody. And in a couple episodes where he roughed up some of like, you know, the, the boys, the, the girls were dating and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, okay. All right. You know, and, and you, you know what I liked about Dan? He was unapologetic. You know, he didn't have all the answers. He wasn't the smartest guy. He wasn't the most savviest guy, but he just, he did the best he could. And he was unapologetic about it. And that's what I really liked about Dan Connor. I really liked that. <laughs> Not to get off too off subject, but I yeah. really like the point that a lot of these other shows, these, uh, the parents that are having more down to earth jobs as it went on. Mm-hmm. Like I'm watching, I watched like an old episode of Family Ties, and the mother's mm-hmm. like an architect, and here's the father. He runs like a PBS, a PBS station, and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. that's a little bit, you know. But the, the architect is is a little off. I I could definitely relate to the guys that had more of the everyman job or the guy that worked his way up. I think yeah. another, I'm going to throw a very another underrated dad that I don't think a lot of people would look at, but uh, Michael Kyle from my wife and kids. Ah, okay. Yeah. He was, he was another one worked from the bottom, you know, worked from the bottom, owned his own company Oh, yeah. and everything else and the way that he treated his kids very cosby-esque where he would always <laughs> he would he would mess with them i always remember him doing that nah. <laughs> like that <laughs> or what do you call it? dad joke right there here's a dad joke uh what do you call cheese that's not yours nacho cheese <laughs> i loved watching uh my wife and kids i love watching it as a kid and then even when I got older and I became a dad, and I think that kind of helps is when you become a dad is you get more related into what they're trying to do and what they're, how they're trying to teach their kid. And I just thought he was, he was awesome. Like every single aspect of just every single episode, um, the way that he joked around with his kids, the way that he, you know, he messed around with junior and made them work for everything. Yeah. Even they were like living in the garage. <laughs> yeah. He was just awesome. That was a sweet garage, too. I was yeah. like, well, I wouldn't mind that. Yeah. So question. So who are some of your fatherly figures? They may not necessarily be fathers per se, but somebody who's had, like, you know, in pop culture, some of your fatherly figures that you would say, you know what? You like, know. like people that were, like, I, I looked up to? Other than yeah, or, or, may, or maybe somebody who wasn't, like, um, who wasn't, who wasn't like a dad per se, you know, I don't, I don't like using the word stepdad. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't, but like, you know, maybe yeah. like, a, or like a, a fatherly mentor type character or person. Optimus Prime. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Optimus All right. Prime. All right. Is, you know what? If you're a listener of the show or you haven't listened to it, anybody knows Optimus Prime dies. I'm, I'm done. My day's done. Yeah. Like I'm just going to lay in bed and I'm not, well, I'm not going to go that extreme. Not, not literally, but like, I'm like, oh, whatever. What am I going to do for the rest of the day? I just watched you, Optimus. You need Prime. a couple of minutes just, just to, just to, yeah. uh, just to get yourself together. You need, you need a second. <laughs> My kids cry. 
my 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 youngest son cries. <laughs> it's a it's a family affair. Optimus Prime is like the hero of the house of right here is like the absolute yeah. hero. Yeah, I, I like that. You know, the reason why I asked that question because it's funny. You you went animated. You went Optimus. That totally yeah. like blew my mind. But I was thinking Master Splinter. That's what I was thinking of. Master Splinter, you know, is like, you know, is that fatherly kind of figure. You know, he had the turtles. He raised them up, taught them martial arts and life lessons and all that stuff as well. So it's funny. We both go animated. <laughs> you figure when you're that young and, you know, you're looking at something. Optimus Prime was exactly what it was. And it, I find it so funny that uh, when I was watching the toys that made us and Peter Cullo was talking about what led into Optimus, his way that he played Optimus Prime and, you know, being mm-hmm. a hero and a leader and his brother who was a Vietnam veteran uh, in, in the Marines, you know, telling him, don't be that, don't be that every tough guy where you, you know, you're kicking down in a, kicking down a door, be, be a tough guy, but, but be, be gentle. Yeah. And that's what Optimus Prime was. Optimus Prime was going to be stern when he had to, but you knew he was always going to make the right decision, even though yeah. he didn't feel that was best for the Autobots, but he was going to make the right decision that was the best for everybody. And in the words of Vulcan, the needs of the many outweigh the needs. Needs of the few. few. That's it. <laughs> so that's where I'll go right there. And with Optimus, like, uh, he he took accountability for it. He owned it. Yeah. He, he owned it. You know, he's a stand-up, a stand-up bot or stand-up dad. <laughs> that's a bumblebee and everybody. He's a stand-up guy. He was kind of like the dad. I mean, he was the leader, but he was the dad of the Autobots. True. I mean, you can't think of the Autobots without Optimus Prime. And you can't so, think about the GoBots without Leader One. Oh, yeah, we, I went there. He went with the GoBots. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even make my toy. They didn't even make my toy tournament. <laughs> oh. They did not make my toy. You know who's another great one? <laughs> obviously i didn't watch it when i was a kid i was a little bit older is and you t- were talking about uncles taking in the kids is mm-hmm. the bernie mac show oh yeah yep i was yeah okay I give it out to bernie mac. absolutely my kids watch bernie mac and they think he's hilarious <laughs> <laughs> even though with some of the stuff he's he says and i'm like if i say that to you guys they're like oh why are you being mean dad but yet you laugh at him like I remember the one where Jordan wanted the telescope and he's like, I want to see the stars. And he's like, I'll, I'll let you see some stars. I'll make you see some stars. Yeah. <laughs> but I, he, he more, you could see him morph into more and more and more as that show went on and from just uncle Bernie to more father of the three kids. Oh yeah, definitely. Especially when, um, Nessa, uh, She's worried the coffee shop. She got promoted to manager instead of doing SATs or something like that. That was a great episode. And she had to pay rent and bills and all this stuff. And I was like, wow, that's, you know, it's funny. My parents did the same thing to me and I ended up moving up. I'm like, I can't do this no more. I'd rather move. I left my car before I move back and pay rent to you guys. And here, like just a, a prelude to adulthood, you know, once you start paying rent, you know, you can't stop. You got to paying something for the rest of your life. I got lucky. I'm not going to lie. I was the youngest and last one to move out. Nice. <laughs> So I didn't really have to pay to pay anything. I tell my wife all the time, you took me out of a great situation. <laughs> it was like, what was I thinking? I was like, I had a maid now I'm looking at it into an adulthood. 
So all I had to do was buy my mom five for five Arby's for dinner every once in a while <laughs> and some milk, and I and I had it made. Had the meats. <laughs> uh, TV did because going into TV dads that my kids say I'm like, they call me. And these are two most recent ones. They call me pretty much a mix between Murray Goldberg and Mike Hack. Murray Goldberg from the Goldbergs and Mike Hack from the middle. Oh, and I, I haven't seen the Goldbergs. Okay, you gotta see the you gotta see the Goldbergs. He just pretty much sits. He comes home. He doesn't wear he doesn't he doesn't wear pants. But he wears like tidy whiteies. I don't. <laughs> if I'm walking around the house. I'm not wearing like shorts. Like I'm wearing basketball shorts. That's all I wear. Basketball shorts. I sit in my spot. I watch TV. My kids will ask me for things. And I'm like, is that going to cost me money? (laughs) Like, like, no, I just want to go. just want to go to my friend's house. And I'm like, well, go. Take your cell phone and go. Go. Bye. See? (laughs) And he kind of does that. And when they do something stupid, he does. He's one of those guys that get real kind of angry with his kids. But okay. then there's you get to see the softer side, like what and my kids say I do that a lot because like they'll do something. I'm like, are you guys idiots? What are you morons? <laughs> Come on, let's think about this. But then you they also know that I'm there for them. The Mike Hack is because Mike Hack just is very kind of like anti-social, and he's another one of those dads that's just he's involved with the kids, but he wants to know how much it costs. He doesn't want to do I don't even know how to put it in a good terms, but he's kind of in the way of Jack Arnold, but a little okay. bit more lower down, like if, like with the middle where he he's working at the quarry. He doesn't want his kids to worry about, you know, finances or anything like that. He's just doing the best he can. But yeah, <laughs> like my daughter, my daughter's 14. So she okay. reminds me of a lot of Sue hack, like where her mouth just runs a mile a minute. <laughs> just constantly talks about absolute yeah. say, most of the time it's nonsense in my mind like and i can't sometimes i need an interpreter i'm not gonna lie like she just how fast she talks i gotta look at my wife and go what did she say that she's got to tell me and that's and that's where i'm like oh yep uh-huh yep uh-huh yep <laughs> but i felt like i feel like mike hex like the same way if, if you, my family now is a lot like the family from the middle. My wife is very, let's go do this. Let's go do this. Let's go have this great family outing and right. do this. And I'm like, I know what's going to happen. They're going to start fighting. My daughter is going to get mad over something crazy, or she's going to want to go out to eat. Or we're like, no, we're not going out to eat. We don't have the money for that. And then we got to do it. And I'm like, I don't want to deal with the chaos. I like to sit at home and deal with the chaos within the four walls of my house. And that's how I feel Mike Heck is. And that's where I kind of relate to him. My kids say I'm exactly like him. Uh, with my kids, um, you know, only one who probably cares to notice would be Olivia. And I uh, know she'd be 13 in July. Mm-hmm. So she would either say I'm either a mix between she said she definitely said a mix between uncle phil from fresh prince because she loves fresh prince she thinks that's like the best thing ever right now and fred flintstone she watches a lot of flintstones <laughs> right now so between those two she would have to say i'm a combination of the two when it comes to fred flintstone um you know 
you know, she sees me loving my wife, which is a good thing. You know, she's supposed yeah. to see that. <laughs> I see dad out there, like, you know, schmoozing other people, but like, you know, you know, she says that little quips, that little, you know, things against each other as far as, you know, oh, dad didn't do the dishes or, hey, pick this up, do that up, you know, you know, a little in the marital stuff. So she sees that and. And also when it comes like, you know, the fresh prints, so, you know, obviously because of size, I, I, I usually have my head shaved, you know, with the beard, you know, because of size alone, she just thinks, okay, that looks like dad. And, you know, a couple episodes where, you know, she knows dad goes to work, you know, and dad comes home, dad goes to work and I'm hired on them, but I can love them at the same time. Like, you know, mm-hmm. try to find that, walk that balance. I think um, that's what, yeah. That's what being a dad is mm-hmm. a little bit more, a little bit more than a mom. Like my mom, I feel like my wife babies my kids half the time. My one son's 11 years old. <laughs> And she'll still cut his food. And I'm like, don't cut his food. He can do that. And they, know how, they know how to play her. And I'm like, don't do that. And they're like, oh, but I don't know. Yes, you do. You do it all the time when she's not here. So <laughs> you right. just, I, get what, I get what you're saying. It's, it's, I think de- being a dad is definitely a very hard balance between being that tough, stern guy, but also being fun as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, sometimes it's hard to walk that line sometimes, especially because, uh, you know, we're, we're young at heart. You and I, we're young at heart. Yeah. So, oh, I you do. know, a lot of times we're like, oh, cool. I have these same buddies. I, I, cool, I have new friends of my own. Where I could do friend stuff with them, but I'm still their dad. So sometimes, yeah. you know, it's kind of hard to walk that balance. But, uh, you know, I, I don't want to be that parent. Well, oh, well, I, I'm my kids' friends. No, I'm still dad first. We have common interests, but, you know, I'm still dad first. I don't want to be that parent where, yeah, come over. Let, let's go over to Gary's house and uh, go drink. <laughs> Gary's dad lets us drink. Like, no, I'm not going to be that dad, you know, no. and I, stuff like that. So um, I get called my wife's oldest child constantly. I remember being <laughs> at the playground. <laughs> There'd be like a ladder and you got to climb up there and, and my youngest son, I'm like, I'm like, Jacoby, go up there. And he's like, okay. I'm like, jump. I'll catch you. He's like, that's really high. I'm like, no, no, don't worry about it. I'll catch you. And then all of a sudden I'm like, let me, let me record this. Let's see what this looks like. Right. And then that's where my wife gets like, like, oh my goodness, you can't, you can't let them do that. You can't, they can't do things like that. And I'm like, yeah, you can, you can let them do a lot of things. I know you, you like Star Trek. Oh yeah. And I like Star Trek and I couldn't, and I don't think we could really end this episode without talking about probably the greatest Star Trek that ever in Mr. Benjamin Cisco. Oh yeah. This, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Could, if, if, if I was going to let you go or we are going to end this and I didn't mention Benjamin Cisco, I would not go to sleep at night. I would be like, come on. I don't want to tell this. I'll message Gary and be like, "We have to re-record this because we didn't mention Benjamin." <laughs> is there, ladies and gentlemen, this is why I hop on the show. You know, he he's he's. This is why this is why I hop to the show. This is why I subscribe. This is why I share everything that Andrew does, folks, because it's worth the price of admission. If I had to pay, I would pay to be on his show just because he brings up people like that. You know how? No, nobody else does it. No. Underrated, underrated. You never hear about him. Here you go, bring him up. That's awesome. You're the MVP. <laughs> I did. I, I mean, there's only there's one other person that uh, brings up Benjamin Cisco that I've talked to, and that is uh, Rich Maranto from the Next to Kin podcast. 
Okay. He said he he grew up at when he was younger. That's when Deep Space Nine was on. He's older than us. Um, okay. And Deep Space Nine was on, and he said Benjamin Cisco taught him how to be a father. And mm. looking back on it, you can learn so much from Benjamin Cisco, since the fact that yeah. he was a single dad, a widower, um, very stressful job, trying to raise a son who's. Oh, yeah on this space station i know this all doesn't sound like we're like hey are we like the everyman job position but this is in the star trek universe so this is you know an actual job kids are on yeah. space stations and spaceships and here's a kid a necessary job i think it was like he had any you know it's a necessary job <laughs> yeah and uh he's raising his son jake and everything else they share the common interest of baseball he instills the love of baseball even though was it I think baseball was abolished like hundreds of years ago or something like that. Cause they said it was too boring, but they both have this love of baseball and you see so many, like we said, so many where he's tough on Jake, but yeah, he's so gentle and he's still the friend as well. Yeah. Benjamin Cisco puts all of that into like an awesome, just bottle. And you even get to see, I don't know if you remember any of the other episodes where you get to see him interact with his dad, who is a chef, is a chef in New Orleans. Yes. And him and his dad have the same type of relationship that him and Jake do. And they both just, you could tell that all three of them just love each other and they're friends. But if they need to get stern, they could still get stern with each other. You know, just like, uh, just like Thanos said, all things balance, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> balancing all things absolutely i think he's the the greatest star trek dad there is i don't think spock's father well maybe spock's father is good in vulcan terms but in human terms <laughs> nah, not so no, much no yeah. he's he's not that great yeah ben, ben is the only one i acknowledge the only star trek father i acknowledge and that's yeah. that's that's not a bad thing it's <laughs> no. not a bad thing at all I'd like to acknowledge two rival dads from the 1970s. Ooh. Okay. All right. And I don't, I don't want this to go anywhere crazy or anything like this, but watching reruns as a kid, I've never seen such great fights as I've seen between Archie Bunker and George Jefferson. Oh yeah. These are two guys that did not like each other would sit in the same room with each other and the way that they dressed down each other's kids were absolutely amazing <laughs> <laughs> you know but that was this is one of those it was the time type things but here's two rival dads going at each other you know george jefferson would make fun of his kid and get all mad but then the minute archie bunker say something about his kid he would he would get mad at archie and i think that's just awesome and being a dad because you're like my kid is my kid, you know you can you can yell at your kid but the minute somebody else yells at your kid you're like well don't you yell at my kid that's my kid i'll take care of it myself but i think those are two iconic battling dads right there we, we talk about battling dads um you know not not to like leave the 70s but recently yeah. i think of stan marsh for south park stan marsh you oh, know oh my goodness that's a dad <laughs> Because before we hopped on, we talk about coaching. We talk about T-ball, you know, and mm -hmm. that that baseball episode is hilarious to me. 
hey Sharon, that's my guy over there. Yeah, that's that's him. His he, getting these baseball fights. I thought this is America. This is America, you know. Hey, and it's it's it's, it's hilarious. Stan Marsh is up there too, as well. I think he's just what he is off the wall as a dad. I love the fact that they give him kind of a bigger role in the show, but he is off the wall as a dad in the different things that he gets. I think dads do that too sometimes where they get into certain things and they they overpour it like uh, the cooking when he would do the yeah. screech <laughs> and everything was a cooking <laughs> show. And then uh, he got really into renovating and it was like white people renovating houses. And he's like, we'll just take this down here. We'll give it an open floor plan and everything else. I love Stan Marsh. He's <laughs> I'm glad you brought him up. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to bring up, okay, because you brought up a cartoon dad. Here's a cartoon dad that's I feel for every single day. And my kids have also kind of compared me to him too. And Bob Belcher from Bob's Burgers. I have. I'm not a Bob Burger fan. No. Oh, I'm, try, I'm trying. I'm trying. People have been getting mad at me about them, but I'm trying. Every every Father's Day, I wear my Bob's Burgers T-shirt, and it's Bob with a face palm. He's got his got his head right in his hand, and the T-shirt reads, "I love you, but you're all terrible." <laughs> my kids will come up with some wacky wacky things and i'm like i don't think i could deal with this anymore <laughs> you talk about <laughs> you talk about paying bills and stuff like that i always tell my kids like when i'm like okay it's time to clean we got to clean up this house we're going to do this and then they start arguing with me i always go you know when you get into a job you can't do this <laughs> you might as well just listen to me now and your life will be easier you can't argue all the time at work i was like you know i'd fire you <laughs> i tell them all the time <laughs> yeah. for my kids yeah. i'd fire you you you'd be gone it's like what you would yeah yeah you, i'm not dealing with it <laughs> tell them you don't get to i, I said this one of the crappy things about work is you don't always get to pick and choose what you're going to do that day you, you get yeah. like a True. you get the schedule or you got a set job requirements and you gotta do that and you don't get to pick and choose that's probably something that i'm just instilling into them today just to keep everything yeah I felt like I, if I do that now, they might, they'll, they'll come out better in the work environment instead of coming home and be like, damn, my boss yelled at me. Well, why did he yell at you? Because I wasn't doing this because I was talking. Well, you can't talk. You got to do the work. So, but Bob's, Bob's oh, wow. Burgers, just for that line of, you know, I love you, but you're all terrible. Kind of sums up everything. <laughs> Um, can I kind of throw one more out there? Yeah, go one more. Yes, time all right. A bat is Batman. Is Batman a good father? Is he though? Can we really break? We're gonna really break this down. <laughs> you know, I, I think we. I think we should. I think we need to have like a like a baseline. <laughs> okay, if, if we're talking reality as a dad. Would you take your child out to go crime fighting? <laughs> so, no, it, 
I'm I'm just going off of the basis. Like, I don't know too much about Damon Wayne or anything like that, but I'm going off of like the Dick Grayson, Jason Todd basis. Okay. All right. Okay. That instance. Well, they, they, they kind of stumbled into the life. So they're kids being kids. They're running around this huge mansion. You know, they were getting this top level education. They just happened to stumble saying, hey, wow, uh, this, this guy is not only is he loaded, he, he's, he's fighting, he's, he's breaking people's necks and leaving them paralyzed. He's not killing, he's leaving them paralyzed. They kind of stumbled upon the bat, okay? It wasn't like, hey, hey kids, uh, you want to go, he's going to go, you know, learn how to fight and beat up people. <laughs> he did the best he could to kind of, you know, he didn't explicitly say it, but he didn't deny them either. But I, I hear what you're saying. <laughs> if, if I'm looking at it. If we're looking at reality, okay, and you're taking, oh, how old was how old was Robin? Was he like young, like supposed to be like 14 or 18 years yeah, old? Yeah, I'll tell you, like 14, 15, give or take. Yeah, in like the comic books. So in today's world, if you're taking a child out to go crime fighting at 14 years old, even though probably CPS doesn't know who you are, don't you think you would at least get a call? <laughs> like you would just be like out stalking somewhere and all of a sudden you'd like bust a super criminal and then all of a sudden like the social worker would be like, you, we're, we're taking the kid away. <laughs> here's the kid, here's Robin getting, you know, taken away, <laughs> going to the foster home, can't take off his mask or everybody's going to know who he is. Alfred, you knew about it, Alfred? What do you mean? You what do you mean you didn't know <laughs> you didn't know he was sleeping? <laughs> now that's now that's a dad. I'll give you Alfred. Yeah. Alfred's a dad. Alfred is Alfred yeah. is a better dad than Bruce Wayne. But then Bruce Wayne, he didn't have much of a father other than Alfred. And even then he'd be like, at some point, if you really wanted to get rowdy, you could be like, shut up, Alfred, you work for me and <laughs> go get me a cup of tea. Even though he never treated Alfred, I've never seen it or read anything where he treated Alfred that way. He, he kind of implied it, you know, of course, we know Bruce is being a spoiled brat, you know, kind of kind of rebellion, you know, being like, you know, a child rebelling, you know, towards like the father figure he only knows, which is Alfred, you know, they, they've had conversations. Um, I brought up Batman because of Damian Wayne, because here he is. He didn't know he kind of had a son until, you know, his uh, ex-girlfriend kind of drugged him. And he had a good time and, you know. I don't want to say the R word on the show because you know, I don't know how algorithms and stuff work, but I'm going to avoid that word. But, you know, drugged him, had a good time, you know, hey, here, here's your son. He's already trained and he already knows how to kill people at whatever age Damien was now. That was Rachel uh, Ghoul's daughter, right? Yeah, Italia, yeah. Okay. Italia, I'll go, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so here he is. He's already a trained assassin and it's like, and he already knows your identity. Is Batman a bad father for, okay, you know, he's going to do it anyway. <laughs> if there's anybody, of all, out of all his quote-unquote children, that is his blood when he is the most trained at that at that age compared to, you know, Dick and everybody, top, top, uh, you know, everybody else. You know. Okay, I can understand that. Because if your child's really good at something, yeah. I, <laughs> I want to play. If, if your child's really good at football or baseball or something like that, and they're like, I want to play this. <laughs> you encourage them to play it, it wouldn't be anything different. The, the crime fighting thing though, getting shot. But then again, he is over, he's trained for that. You're right. Yeah, I think you got His grandfather trained him since like, you know, 
Yeah. So this one, I don't think it's a right or wrong answer because you were definitely right. You know, when it came to, you know, the Drake and, you know, uh, Dick Grayson and everybody, you were definitely right. Like, you know, why would you take a 14 year old though, regardless of, you know, <laughs> them wanting revenge and why would you do that? <laughs> but Damien, I thought he might've been different, you know, a little different situation, but yeah, but you know, I, I, you guys um listening you know let us know let, let us know in the comments you like yeah. share, subscribe this let, let yeah. us know is, is batman a good father does he deserve a father's day card or a tie i should put that up let us know yeah that's a really that, good question no, that was one i had to had to find out is there really any other good superhero dads now that i'm thinking about it I mean, we're talking about TV dads, um, still though. As long as, as long, we, we'll, we'll get. Uh, I mean, there's Mr. Fantastic. Okay. Oh, now that that's he deserves a whole episode in itself. With the way he, he has a weird relationship with uh, Franklin, like oh, you know, and when you're between the Council of Reeds and everything, that's that's a that's a whole that's something like, I got to do research on. That's that's a heavy, heavy thing. <laughs> Because Franklin Richards is, he, he's God's here. He's like, you know, Omni, he's, he's, he's out there when it comes to, you know, I mean, Reed wasn't the best husband, so I could imagine what he was as a father, you know. Yeah. Because well, he was, you know, that they, they, they had a complicated relationship, you know, Reed and uh, Franklin, but, you know, also Reed and Sue wasn't the best at times either. So that's. Kind of hold it ooh, hard to uh, control your kid, like when he's like yeah. the most powerful mutant, <laughs> the most powerful right. mutants ever. Oh yeah, talking about Scarlet Witch making pocket realities. This guy makes a whole pocket world. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, that's a good one. Uh, Hulk, you know him and um, uh, what's his Hulk's son name? Um, from they're from Hulk uh, Oh yeah. Um. From the world, from Planet Hulk, the World Hulk storyline. Um, oh, he was on that Planet. Star, you know, yeah, so uh, he's one of the new Avengers, I think, or one of the young Avengers. Uh, I'm trying to think of his name. He he had a, he had a few children, but that's what I can think of. Um, uh, uh, that's a good question though. Wolverine had a son, Doc, and but he ended up Wolverine ended up killing him. I could tell uh, he was evil. <laughs> When you said that, I was like, yeah, I could kind of see that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you don't read comic books and, and stuff like that, then it's kind of it's kind of one of those things. I don't know if there's any... That's one thing they've never showed in any comic book. Oh, here's one. Here, Here's one. If we're going to go MCU, it's kind of more of a movie, not so much TV, but the relationship between that we saw between Peter Parker and Tony Stark. Mm. see you that was very father son-ish in my mind yeah too. i i agree and um it, it did hit me in the feels especially when um you know mr stark i don't feel so good kind of faded but yeah that did punch in the feels you know um yeah not a big fan of t'chaka and t'challa and black panther if we talk mcu to talk to t'challa and t'chaka t'chaka and t'challa yeah, and Black Panther. That was that was heavy, especially the monger thing. That was that was that was that was crazy scene. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else. What's the, like, so that's that's a whole episode of Marvel Dads. <laughs> yeah, that would be a be a great episode of Marvel Dads. Do you got any more like TV dads or anything that stand out in your mind where you're like, wow? James Evans from uh, Good Times. Yeah, you know, uh, 
being in uh, Chicago and, uh, you know, in a bike family, like, you know, same thing. And like one of those dads didn't have much education and worked at a factory job, worked at a job, you know, brought home ends me, you know, you know, typical, like, you know, um, I hate to say typical roles, but, you know, marital roles, you know, you have the dad, they're working, you know, mom stays home, you know, does, keeps the house and stuff like that. They have the kids and, you know, trying to raise the kids and, um, you know, fun fact, they wrote him off. They killed him off in his story because um, he didn't want to do any type of um, roles that would demasculate him, emasculate him. You know, he oh. didn't want to do anything that was make, you know, try to, you know, make men look bad. Uh, so that's the reason why they ended up killing him off because, you know, he, he refused to do a certain role, which is just, you know, amazing. And um, because he said there were certain things that would have a long lasting effect on, you know, men in general, as far as them wearing dresses, you know, I'm not going to bring the whole agenda, especially during this month. Yeah. During, I don't want, I'm going to avoid all that stuff, but, you know, he, he has some morals and, you know, he wouldn't compromise and that's why they kind of wrote him off the show. But one episode in Good Times in general that was crazy was about, um, he had a gun. He bought a gun because I guess, you know, the neighborhood was getting kind of bad or people were getting robbed in their apartments. He had a gun and his, uh, not JJ, one of the other sons found it and one of the son's friends got killed and they couldn't find the gun. So they thought, you know, his gun got out of the house somehow, some way, but, you know, he ended up hiding it somewhere else. What do it was, it was a whole episode about, you know, gun control and, you know, weapons and it was, they had a serious conversation. The family had a serious conversation about guns and that, that kind of stuck out to me. And it's somebody who was born and raised on the east side of Buffalo, certain things that was happening outside the house. I couldn't bring inside and I was seeing guns and stuff growing up, but I couldn't, I couldn't even touch or let alone bring it in my house because my dad would flip. <laughs> so that right there kind of just, you know, the same thing happened in the episode was saying that that would happen to my house, you know, as far as beatings, <laughs> all type of stuff about a gun and I fear my father more than a gun. So I, that's why I wouldn't want to worry about it. I didn't want to mess with it. But um yeah, that, that's the only other dad I could think of at the top of my head. Besides besides Homer Simpson. Homer Simpson is, you know, probably the most iconic dad, arguably, but that was you know, yeah. That, that reminds me of what's my dad. Art had a line about Homer Simpson in the one episode where he when I think it's when he mm-hmm. thought he was dying and he started like spending more time with him. And he was like his I I, I appreciate yeah. his and I'm not taking anything away from my father. My father, he, he when we were with him, he taught me things, you know, as well. He instilled my love yeah. of comic books and, you know, certain movies and stuff like that. But it was like his half-ass parenting yeah. was better than his half-ass over-parenting. That's how mm-hmm. it was. Okay. I, I'd have no ill reserve towards my father. He actually, he's been passed away for... I want to say 10 years now. Oh, wow. Yeah. 10 years. But I mean, was he, was he up to a lot of these other dads where I could like link up to something? No, but I'm not saying he was a horrible, horrible father, but he, he, I think he did the best he could. And he he learned, he learned, like I said, he was a, he was a, he was was a better grandparent and I'm glad that he was a better grandparent that he was a better father because he was awesome my kids. Now, uh, before we sign off, do you have any advice for fellow dads out there or maybe any oh, dads? Do you have any advice we'd like to give them? Any of your fatherly wisdom? <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I really don't have anything because all my wife tells me is that I do everything wrong. So. <laughs> well, I would say I would say be there, you know. If you do something wrong, you have to be there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can't do nothing wrong if you're not there at all. Keep them always so. engaged with you. 
you know okay i think that's one of the biggest things and um like you said be there even though you might not want like something or want to watch something as long as you're there next to them i think that's what counts like i just binge watched what is that pawn stars with with my with my youngest son so <laughs> was it something i really wanted to watch no but he was into it and i think that's the great thing it's showing things always showing things always showing things how to be great and everything else um and then we talked about dad jokes i think the, the probably the one dad joke i ever got on my kids was i was eating there was there was cheese in the fridge and I, and I bit into it and I was like, Oh man, I cut my mouth. And they're like, how did you cut your mouth on cheese? And I was like, man, it, it was the sharp cheddar. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's my, that's my dad joke. <laughs> you, you got a dad joke or. Yeah. Um, I got, I got one. Um, something even silly in high school but i get my kid with it all the time i'm like oh you guys smell that smells like up dog in here they're like oh up dog what does up dog smell like nothing dog what's up with you you know i'll do something like that and they lose it now they got to go to school and do it they think it's the best joke in the world you know you know it smells like up dog in here what does that smell like what does what smell like you just <laughs> gotta get them with it with that i get them with, um, i get them with waving that like i'll just look out the window i'll just randomly wave and then they're like, and then all of a sudden they turn around and they look, and I'm like, ah, got you, kind of looking kind of like that, <laughs> like a little child prank. And they're like, oh, come on. My son, after, it, it, I'm glad I could tear him up. This is one thing I did. This is kind of daddish. Is uh, after after our we we uh we put down our dog. My one son was like oh. very, you would, everybody was like very emotional and everything else. Yeah. And he wasn't laughing and he was just depressed. I could see it. And then I just started staring at him. And then he goes, he goes, why? And he goes, and he goes, what? Now I didn't go, damn, you're ugly. And he started laughing so hard. And I'm so glad that I got him to laugh. Because that's another yeah. thing too. Is you know, when your kid is down, always bring him up. Yeah, definitely. Don't don't let him be down all the time. If if I have any dad wisdom, I would say to fellow dads or maybe dads to be out there is um is be there, you know, and as much as you can, all aspects of the life. Don't be there just on weekends, you know, you know, be there, get to know your children, you know, get to know them with the likes, dislikes. You'd be surprised how much you have in common with your children if you if you take the time to know it and you see how much you guys are maybe more alike than different. And it doesn't take a lot of money to be, if, if at all, you know, they'll remember, you know, going to the park or, you know, even go window shopping rather than the material stuff that you buy them, you know? So, you know, th those things are in invaluable. And, uh, you know, one thing, you know, I do have a, you know, I do have an older son who lives out, out of state for me. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I try to, you know, I need to, I need to reach out more and let me say like that. I need to man up and reach out more. So, you know, definitely be a man and, um, you know, and, and reach out and you know, raise your children the best you can. And I know certain circumstances are hard, but, you know, just do it, you know, get out there and do it. Because if you don't, you know, someone else will or maybe the system will and all that stuff. So definitely just, um, you know, take the time to get invested in your children's lives and, you know, 
too many of us, especially like in our age, have, have had great yeah. childhoods and we have great TV dads and all this stuff. We have these wisdom. Now it's like, okay, pass that on to the next generation. You know, that's all I'm saying. It's Peter. Definitely. That's very well said. Well, thank you for coming on Gary and uh, doing this episode with all me. Right. It's always fun. I, lo- I love talking to you. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, get, I get so excited when <laughs> you're about to come on. I tell Matt too. Same, I'm like, same oh, here. I get to talk to Gary. I get to talk to him. Matt's like, oh, I wish I could talk to him more. Like, you just gotta, you just gotta, gotta reach out to him. You gotta send him a message. So yeah. tell, tell everybody where they could get catch your podcast and everything you're doing. So let me just get it right for one. So my podcast is called Husky Heroes Assemble. We're on Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, uh, most podcast platforms. I do have a Facebook page, Husky Heroes and Healthy Heroines Assemble. And if you guys ever want to maybe have me as a guest or maybe just want to pick my brain about something, huskyhero716 at gmail.com. All right. And also, um, if you guys follow and share, let's talk about no politics, okay? I'm sure you'll see me sharing something about it, you know, sharing a meme or raging over. Uh... <laughs> By the way, before we leave, I just have to get this out real quick. What? Don't mess with the Zohan was hilarious. I had that movie up higher in the Adam Sandler. Oh, <laughs> talking about the tears? <laughs> I forgot about that at the YouTube. You know, you... um, Big Big Daddy was a great it was a great dad movie. Yeah. Big Daddy, and it was on top of fa- fathers, but does mess with his own hand. I thought it was one of Adam Sandler's funnier films, you know. And I was watching that, and I'm like, oh, like, that movie gets no love, but it was um, okay. Oh, it just yeah. it was too too over the top at some points. <laughs> But folks, don't take my word for it. Go listen to his episode. Go listen to the show. Like, share, follow to his content. All right. And uh, please, please do that. All right. Because I'm not the only one out there. You know, you you guys want to get in the loop. Listen to the show. Okay. Let's talk about no politics. Okay. It's probably my best. Literally, no, no, you know, lie. Favorite show of 2021. I'm glad I found you guys, Matt. Uh, the BCVIP, I, I keep butchering the name, but through the network, <laughs> you know, it's a bad thing. That's a bad thing. I can't remember kids' names. Yeah. You ever do that to your do your kids' name? Do you, do your friends your uh, kids' friends' names or anything like that? I can't do it. Uh, that's why I do. That's why I do nicknames for everybody. I, I don't forget nicknames. So <laughs> I got Goober, Biscuit, you know, Lee, uh, you know, just all type of nicknames. I, my wife had a friend. And then she had a daughter named, see, I'm going to screw it up, named Genesis. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you, any dad, any parent does it. You get frazzled and you, you can't even remember your kids' names half the time. Sometimes right. I just go, hey, you, get over here. You know, you, <laughs> yep. you, <laughs> the third one, get over here. <laughs> and I, swear, I was like frazzled and everything else. And all of a sudden, and her name was Genesis. And I don't know what I did, but I was like, you... I was like, and I'm, I'm like, okay, okay, okay. You want, you want this? You want that? You want that? What do you want, Sega? <laughs> <laughs> like it's Genesis. I'm like, oh, oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I was like, felt so embarrassed. I, I apologize so much. I can't, I can't do it like as quick as I used to. I mean, Genesis, Mega Drive, time to go. <laughs> I'd have kept it going somehow. <laughs> but. Thank you once again for coming on. And uh, like Gary said, go to the YouTube channel if you want to catch out uh, some tiering. Also, 
bonus episodes every Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Helium Radio Network. And you can catch new episodes of Let's Talk But No Politics Okay every Sunday on the BICBP Radio Network. It took me years to get it. I used to have my son do it for me. That's why if you ever hear the commercial for this. He yells it. Uh, but also, <laughs> uh, where else am I at now, too, as I'm trying to go through this as a dad? Uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible. And what else am I missing? I think, oh, the toy tournament. 64 toy tournament for divisions. By the time this episode comes out, we should be into the KB, the KB uh, division. But it did start June 1st. And thank you for listening. And with that being said, good morning, good afternoon, good night. Get in here. We got to call this thing. Tighten up. Come here. All right, guys. Here's the situation. Two minutes left. Zero timeouts. Down by a touchdown. We got to drive 75 yards. All right. We can do this thing. I believe in each and every one of you. But real quick, did you guys know that the Two Point Conversation podcast runs five days a week, Monday through Friday, with various co-hosts and different themes every day? And then you can listen to them on BICBP-radio.com, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. So what's the play? Just, all right, just, come on, hurry up. Get to the line and just run, and I will get it to somebody, all right? Come on, on three. Ready. Set. Mother. Delay of game. Offense.